FM time now on to 26 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. Now, the South African Medical Association wants South Africa to be taken back to level 2 lockdown with particular restrictions on gatherings. Now, we know that the President have be, uh, made the announcement last night that we moved on to level 3. We know also that social gatherings have been the biggest problem in terms of fueling the number of COVID-19 infections. All of us are guilty of that. So, Dr. Anjali Kutsia, Chair of the South African Medical Association, touched to us now. Doc, thank you so much for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Summer has been very low, uh, vocal in saying it's time that we move to lockdown level two. Although the president moved us to lockdown level three um, with some um, restrictions obviously in place. What's your take on the president's address last night? Um, good morning and a good morning to all your listeners out there. Um, thank you for asking our opinion. Um, SOMA, uh, yeah, well, we get the first price and not the second price um, with a, um, a lockdown level three. So, um, in all in all, with regards to social gathering and the alcohol ban, um, and the, we're also happy with the curfew. Uh, for that, we are grateful for the minister and the president and the Corona cabinet to help and uh, or council to help us uh, to help us there um, getting the numbers down at casualties and also with admission rates in the hospital so that it opens up the hands of the doctors to more concentrate on acute illnesses that mm. comes in as well as COVID-19 because uh, I think what, what people forget is that it's not only COVID-19 patients that we see but also the normal you know patient with a stroke or a patient with a, with, with a heart attack they also come in and we need to be able to help them and open up beds for them rather than um, a lot of the stab wounds and, and, and trauma related uh, motor car accidents regarding alcohol abuse. Right. So now let's on. look, and I want you to, to, to paint us a picture, Doc, you know, as to what hospitals are experiencing at this point in time. Because like, like you say, it's not just the COVID-19 infections that are taking up, you know, the space in hospitals at the moment. Also, if you could touch on some of the key factors driving up the numbers of new infections. So um, we are all aware um, about, you know, that this new variant of the virus um, is much more contagious than the first one. Uh, Important to understand that the first virus that was responsible for the first wave is still here with us. It's not that that virus is gone. It's these different lineages. But the current lineage, the, the 501v2, is the one that is um, predominantly giving us the most problems with, with, with infection rate, um, at, as well as it, 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 it doesn't um, distinguish between, you know, 20 pluses and, and the elderly people or even people with um, non-communicable diseases. So this, this variant doesn't care. It only needs a, a, a warm body. And if you are overweight, you are actually being more susceptible to this virus to, to side effects and complications. Uh, that's actually mm. the, the better word. So we are seeing an increase and it's still going to go up. It's important to understand that the fact that we are that we ask for um, a ban on social gatherings is to try to stop the super spreading of the viruses by some of the people that that might be um, super spreaders. It's not it's not going to bring down that much our um, curve or flatten the curve. So people will ask why is the curve still carrying on after we have now you know banned the alcohol and we've banned you know a lot of social gatherings. So it's not. It, it is only to help the the medical system to cope 
with, 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 the, with the numbers. So the numbers um, will still go up. Hopefully they will go up slower than what it, it did up to now. Mm. Where do you see the, tra- the, the uh, trajectory of the second wave of COVID-19 infections going, um, especially after the announcement last night of us moving to level three? It's still going to take us two to three weeks before we will know what is going, you know, um, it will still go up for the next two to three weeks. Because remember, your, if you have inf- been infected, it can take up from anything to one, one to 11 days, maybe it's 14 days, with an average of five to seven days before you start with symptoms, if you are going to have symptoms. So, mm. you know, it's the, the, the next two weeks, we're always looking back about two weeks in history with, with the numbers. Um, and, and that's why it's still going to go up. Um, you know, the 15th of January, we'll still see people being infected or, or sick from, from now, from this during, you know, infected during this time. Yeah. Now, the association has also made a very interesting call for youth who do not wear masks to be fined or to do some community service. And last night, this also came through um, uh, with the speech of uh, President Sir Ramaphosa, which uh, confirmed that it is now a criminal offence for you not to be wearing masks. Anybody, whether youth or an older person, etc. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this will uh, is it, it's something mm-hmm. that will work now? No, don't think it will work. Um, you, you know, it's, it's bad to, to criminalize not wearing a mask because our courts, our prison system cannot, it's already an overburdened system. You're going to get the same thing that you get in the healthcare system. It's an overburdened system. It's a system that also struggles. So it's, um, it's not going to be able to, to, um, you know, to do what it's supposed to be doing. It's much better to either find someone on the spot or let them do community work. So, because you need at some stage to be held responsible, we need to teach people what to do. We need to teach them how to behave. Because it seems to me that a lot of South Africans doesn't know how to behave in a responsible way. By only criminalizing the not wearing of masks, it's not really going to add to the solution. It's going to add to the problem. But we're not saying it's wrong. You know, we need to do something, as we have said earlier in the week as well, or last week. Yeah, let's leave it at that, um, uh, Dr. Angela Kutsichi of uh, the South African Medical Association. I appreciate your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. 19 minutes to the hour of uh, 8 o'clock. Fortunately, Sabra, um, uh, President Sarah Maposa, he had mentioned last night, mm. you know, that they will either be fined or imprisoned or both. So I think it's probably the, the, something that they're going to be monitoring very carefully. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's been, um, you know, caught more than once, for example, yeah. with a mask, you know, before they will be imprisoned and stuff. But, uh, Doc makes a very interesting point to say that, um, you know, you don't want a situation where the prisons are now going to be filled. And we already have that problem with, with, with the same situation. Mm, yeah, like the, hospice, uh, like the hospitals are. Yeah, certainly. Gee, um, just before we get on to our conversation, we open up the lines. I want to bring in Maurice Smithers, the director of the South African Alcohol Policy um, Alliance, for a quick comment this morning. Um, now, yesterday they had made some interesting proposals for changes in alcohol restrictions to assist in reducing the spread of the virus. Maurice, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, how are you? I'm great, how are you this morning? Uh, Very well, thank you. So of course, you know, perhaps firstly, you know, your comment with regards to what the President mentioned last night, you know, did the President do enough to, or has government done enough now to restrict alcohol sales, which as we know is causing major havoc at the hospitals um, due to alcohol-related trauma? Did you see some of your recommendations perhaps come through? 
Well, uh, yes. Uh, in fact, more more than we expected. I mean, we, we hadn't anticipated a ban. We, in fact, had said that a ban was possibly not the best route to go, uh, given the unintended consequences of a ban, uh, such as the economic consequences, the encouragement of perhaps some illicit trade in, in, in alcohol and so on. But clearly, no, clearly government has taken the issue very seriously uh, and decided that it is serious enough to have a complete ban again, despite the fact that it's going to cause a lot of aggravation for people in the drinking population. So, and the other thing is as well uh, that we had suggested was a restriction on gatherings, because uh, our, our view anyway was that alcohol itself isn't actually the problem. It's, the, it's alcohol in the context of social gatherings that is a major problem. Um, because uh, drinking alcohol at home, um, you know, within the confines of your own your own property, is not likely to spread the virus. But going into a context where there's lots of other people around, and where after you've had a few drinks, you're not going to observe the protocols of COVID, that's where the issue where, where, where it becomes a big problem. So yes, government has has definitely. Uh, responded well to the situation. We'll just have to see uh, what the impact is. Uh, but we, we believe it will be a positive impact. Now, you mentioned impact, and you're saying hopefully a positive one. You know, we know this um, so-called level three or the adjusted level three will be for a period of 14 days. Um, do you think this is effective enough? Well, I think it will make a huge difference. The only question is what will happen after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we just go back to a level one uh, situation again, or will there be phased, phased restrictions? In other words, will they begin then to slowly allow access to alcohol once again? Or you know, because remember, after the last, uh, after the last, the lifting of the first ban in June, there was an immediate spike in the number of uh, alcohol-related incidents. Uh, within the first week, there was a, a sudden spike in alcohol-related car, car crashes and uh, admissions to hospitals and so on. Um, so we don't want a situation where we move straight back into giving free access. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the long-term issue is how, do we, how are we going to change the way we drink in South Africa? Mm. Uh, because... Uh, it's all very well for us to deal with the issue now uh, because of COVID. But do we really want to go into go back to the norm of having uh, trauma units in hospitals swamped by uh, people who have been stabbed or got gunshot wounds or assault wounds or uh, or injuries from car crashes? Yeah. Just because of alcohol, um, or do we want a new norm where we actually treat alcohol in a more responsible and more uh, uh, long-term benef- beneficial kind of way? And I think that's the question we have to be asking ourselves. Yeah. Now, Maurice, we know alcohol sales from retail outlets have been banned. On-site consumption has been banned. Um, yeah. No consumption in public spaces. But there was also mentioned at one point, and there was some confusion around it, where bars would be um, allowed to be open until 8 p.m. Um, and then we also saw, you know, that exceptions would be explained later on. You know, are you privy to exactly what that meant? No, I think that was, I also thought that was confusing. I think... Um 
Uh, the exceptions I think they're talking about are, is, is around the transportation of alcohol. And I think those exceptions are going to be to allow wine to be transported to the docks to be to be exported to to other countries, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much what happened um, halfway through the last ban. But I don't think they. I think the point about bars, uh, like restaurants, I think I think I think it was a bit confusing. I think it will be clarified today by uh, by the minister of Cocktail, uh, Minister Flamini Zuma, when she does her presentation at ten o'clock. I think that what they meant is that bars. Uh, bars can stay open, but all they can do is sell food. They can't wow. actually. Okay. Uh, they can't actually sell alcohol. I think that's pretty much yeah. uh, what what the case with, with restaurants and so on as well. I think the confusion comes in uh, with the fact that bars, generally speaking, sure. sell alcohol. Mm. They don't. They may sell a little bit of food, but generally they sp- they, 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 they sell alcohol. Uh, so I think that that confusion hopefully will be clarified today. But uh, no, I was uh, when I heard that initially, I thought to myself um, uh, because I think the I think the president mentioned that before he mentioned the ban on alcohol, and that immediately made us disappointed because we thought they allowing on consumption places to stay open, which is what we had said they shouldn't do. They should close on mm-hmm. consumption and allow off consumption. Right. But then he followed it up by saying, complete ban. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Maurice, we thank you for your comments this morning. Uh, Maurice Smithers, South African Alcohol Policy Alliance, speaking to us this morning.